Here is the first motion picture to offer to the daring a look into the final maddening space between life and death. The last house on the left. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Amanda and I'm Kristen and, and we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Flash disturbing for this one. Oh yeah. Welcome to episode 30 and in this episode we are going to be diving into Last House on the Left from 1972. Now this one, this is a trigger content warning. It has a lot of sexual assault and rape scenes in it yes. so if you are not comfortable hearing that talking about it don't see the movie and maybe this is a good one for you to skip out on because it's in the movie and it's pretty prevalent so of course our conversations will be around that on during those scenes so right. just want you to feel comfortable when you're listening to us and if there's ever anything you can't handle that's rape is probably one of them yeah and so just a little little warning warning there so this movie what's even more fucked up is it says it's a true story in the beginning it mm -hmm. starts by saying it's a true story which it's not they never are this is very loosely based and i don't even know if this is even t it's kind of distasteful to say this is based on a true story dude if this was a true story oh my yeah God. right this was from directors sean s cunningham and wes craven which yeah. this was Wes Craven's directorial debut, which was pretty cool. And he wrote it, too. Yeah. And then Sean S. Cunningham. So we have Wes Craven, who is Wes Craven. I mean, yeah. what else can you say? Right. And then Sean S. Cunningham is Friday the 13th. So I'm really liking these horror movies, watching these two directors come together, like in Poltergeist yeah. and stuff. Yeah, definitely. It starts by this mailman dropping off mail for, uh, for a woman named Mary. Or you, you think it's a woman named Mary because he talks about her. Just about the prettiest face I've ever seen. And then Mary's in the shower and you get immediate boob. Oh, yeah. And she's supposed to be like, what, 17 years old? This movie does not hold back. No, lots of boob. Um, but it's not like exciting because usually when the boob is being exposed, it's in really messed up situations. Yeah. So this was actually done by two hippies, honestly, mm -hmm. that those are the people that created it and all the people that were in it were basically flower children. So it's kind of interesting. First of all, you find it really hard to, to tell yourself that this is fake. It feels real the whole fucking time. Yeah. It feels like a snuff movie. It does. Yeah. But then the fact that you have these two peace and love flower people are creating the most horrific, creepy shit and they're doing it in response to the Vietnam War. Mm. That's what this movie is all about. Interesting. It's because we have horrible horrible stuff being shown on tv for the vietnam war and then you have this crazy love funny fun music you you hear it the whole time bad Dude, shit will happen and then i music. called it the hoedown music the whole yes. time yes and that's why it was done is because Got they it. were protesting basically what was happening i thought that was an such an in, i thought it was just a creative choice but that makes a lot of sense yeah. i didn't think about the time frame here because again i'm a lot more of the walk through straight to the point horror yeah and then you're the historical fact lady <laughs> and the background stuff yeah mm -hmm. and so it makes a lot of sense because there is like 
horrible, horrible things happening. And then you're getting like this like country, like hoedown music yes. to it, which is, it, it creates such an interesting type of attention when you're watching this movie. I watched it with my friend Sierra and she was like, you know, we had watched a couple of horror movies and she was like, I didn't really get tense until Last House on the Left. Yeah, absolutely. And part of it was because the music is just so like, it just throws you off. It's You're so like, what the out fuck? Out of character for yeah. a horror movie? Yes. Yeah, that's why. So Mary comes out and her parents point out that her nipples can be seen through her shirt. And she tells her parents she's seeing bloodlust in concert that night, which you can assume is like a metal rock band that they don't understand and mary's friend comes over to go to the concert with her and mary talks about her boobs and how she feels like a woman for the first time and it's kind of like their coming to age movie gets cut real short you know oh yeah yeah and they're driving and they hear a radio snippet of these fugitives they are murderers and rapists and they slipped past the guards and the fugitives happen to be also listening to the radio because it cuts to them and one of them is loading a gun and there's a knock at the door and these two other men walk in. So you're immediately, it cuts from the girls to these criminals and showing you where they are yeah. and what they're doing. And there are four of them. There are the three that escaped and there is the woman that is helping them. Yeah. She is fucked up beyond. Like, I know oh, yeah. they're fucked up, but for a woman to just go along with this and do all the stuff they do to the other women, she is fucked up. And her. I mean, he makes a comment later about lay back and enjoy feeling inferior. What the kind of comment is that so and she's like eh. he doesn't even finish because then you know these other girls come into it but you can guess that he's doing this all the time to her yeah and she's just either got such bad stockholm syndrome she's yeah. used to it or she just wants to feel like a badass i don't know yeah but one guy goes in with the woman whose name is sadie and she's just in the bathtub and she like almost belongs to this ring of criminals they just use her and abuse her at will exactly and so he goes in and they talk about their new names and their new identities and what they want to be and then there's this weird frog <laughs> scene with this crim this he's more of an addict then he is like yeah. a murderer or a rapist. He's just kind of, they call him Junior because he's young and he just, I guess, helped them bust out. And so that he's in the ring and he wants to be involved. Well, and... they talk about the child of the main guy and the main uh, guy got his kid hooked on heroin. So oh, okay. I assume it's I him. missed that one. I assume yeah. that's the child. So that's Junior. And then it cuts to Mary and her friend getting ice cream. And then it cuts back to the criminal den. So this is happening at the same time. And they all think she's their woman. She's our woman, they keep saying about Sadie. And one of them wants to have sex with her. And this is like the main dude, mm -hmm. the ringleader, if you will. He's the sexual sadist. Yeah. And he wants to have sex with her, but she says she's not putting out anymore until she gets a couple more checks. And apparently at this point, he's just like, whatever. And then it cuts to the girls looking for drugs. I, they ask Junior, because he's standing outside. He tells, the, you know, they're like, hey, you got to connect. We want some grass. The 70s must have been a very different time for them to just approach some random dude that's just chilling. Oh, for sure. It definitely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Fuck? Now you can just text your dealer. <laughs> or move to Colorado. Or, or you know, you at least find it through a friend of a friend. They're just walking down the street and they're like, hey, that dude probably has drugs this over there. This is why you like, don't do it. He looks like a He looks like he does drugs. Yeah. He tells them that he doesn't know where they can find grass. And as they walk away, he says he happens to have an extra ounce of good stuff. So I would have been like, you just said you didn't. Mm -mm. Exactly. No. You're a liar. 
he brings them into the apartment to sell to them. And I would be like, no, you can bring it down here. Like, let's say I did get that far. I'd be like, no, you can, we're going to stay right here. But they go. Oh yeah. They both go up to the apartment. So what the fuck happened in the seventies? Again. Serial killers are rampant and people are just like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, it's free love. Like everybody's hippies and we love each other and we do drugs together and whatever. But like, that's. It was a really opportune time for serial killers because it was right oh, before the age yeah. of technology and everyone was so loose and picking up hitchhikers all the time. And it was like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they they picked up a fucking killer because he needed a ride. Like, mm-hmm. no. Exactly. Oh, no. And the hitcher, as an example. I know that was yeah. 80s, but come on. And as soon as they get into the apartment, Junior locks him in. And then cut to her parents at home setting up for her birthday party. Yeah, see, it goes back and forth from the really story creepy, lines, messed yeah. up shit to a birthday party and fun music. And it does that the whole movie. Yeah. And then it cuts to the apartment and her friend says she's going to start screaming, but they whip out a knife to shut her up. And then it cuts back to Mary's mom making her a cake and this upbeat music as her daughter is being held captive. And it's almost like an exaggerated happy. So they've got two polars going on here. They've got the happy, perfect couple that's setting up for their daughter's birthday party. And it's wonderful and life is good. They're well off. He's a doctor. And then at the exact same time, on the flip side, you've got their daughter now being held captive and is going to be subjected to rape and torture and murder. And so it's just interesting how they do a good job of splicing all of these together without it feeling too choppy. And Phyllis, who is Mary's friend, tries to talk her way out of it, but they take her shirt off and start touching and kissing on her. And then one of them punches her in the gut and rapes her off screen. Mm -hmm. And it really just shows Mary's terrified face. And then it cuts to Mary's parents making out and being the perfect American couple again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see a lot of anything this whole time. It's very much you have to interpret. Like, you know what he did because you know what he did. Exactly. You don't see. Yeah, the words you see is her shirt comes off and they're, like, grabbing her boob. Like, just, you know. But And then that all happens. The rest of the stuff happens off screen. And then it cuts to the next morning and the felons are downstairs and there's, again, there's this very upbeat, silly music. Like they're, um, like the Three Stooges, kind of. Yes. You know, they're just these, like, stupid criminals, da-da-da, but they're rapists and murderers and they torture these women and they carry a knocked out mary down the fire escape and they put her in the trunk on top of phyllis and it's like i said it's fucking hoedown music i don't know how else to describe it and they drive away and then it cuts to mary's parents looking worried because she didn't come home the night before and her mom called the theater and they said she should be home because the concert ended at 2 a.m and you know the dad's like don't worry let her have her fling you know whatever and it cuts to the this, like, serene duck scene that you got a little bit of right at the opening of yeah. the movie. That was, it's like a pond or a creek. And then again, a lot of upbeat music. And the criminals are driving and Sadie is having sex with one of them in the car, oh, yeah, just, just bouncing on top of him. Yeah. And then it cuts to Mary's parents talking to the sheriff about Mary being missing. And the, the sheriff character and the deputy character are... I guess they're the comic relief in this. That didn't really work well for me, no, though. No, not at all. It feels... You have them, and it feels like Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, but in, like, a really fucked up situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't... I know it was the 70s, and they're probably right. This was a different time, and I'm sure there were a lot of girls that did, like, go out and have their night in the big city and not tell their parents or and did drugs or whatever. But this girl is missing, and you've got these fugitives in the area on the run like maybe you should be a little more concerned that 
she got kidnapped or something. Yeah. And they don't even seem like real cops. They're, like, more concerned about eating Mary's birthday cake than they are about helping her parents. Yes. Because the deputy comes in and says, like, well, there's no girls on ice in the big city. You got any more of that cake? Like. That's so crude of a way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's their fucking daughter. And so the comedy relief there didn't really work for me, and it doesn't work in the future with scenes with them. They're just frustrating characters. And maybe that's how they were written. Maybe they weren't supposed to be actual comic relief. Maybe they were just supposed to be... They could have stopped all of this, but they were too stupid to, or headed it off, or, you know, whatever. Figured it out sooner. The criminals open the trunk, and Phyllis bites one of them. (laughs) Which, good try. Yeah. But she, you know, you see that they... Phyllis does try. Phyllis tries, yeah, she does. You see they broke down right in front of Mary's house, because you see the mailbox that you saw in the beginning. They're literally in her front yard. And... They pushed the girls into the woods and the cops even see the car broken down and they, they literally talk about it and they decide not to look into it because they're like, oh, they probably just broke down, whatever. Which I don't understand because back then you also had the small town mentality of let's get involved. Let's figure out who that also, is. whose car is that? I don't recognize that car. That, exactly, yeah. that we don't have nowadays because nobody wants to get fucking shot out in the woods because we understand. But back yeah. then they didn't care yeah they, they, they cared wanted more to about know. finding it out yeah exactly they were more nosy than they were yeah, cautious exactly yeah. they tell phyllis if she doesn't do they're in the woods deep in the woods and they tell phyllis if she doesn't do exactly what they say they're going to cut mary which is the i think you could do a lot of things to me but then like let's say it was me and god forbid it was me and you they're like you have to do everything we say or we're gonna slit Kristen open i'd be like okay what that's what i feel like when they're Because when it's done to me, it's whatever. But when it's done to you because of me, it's different. Yeah. Like, when they're doing the lesbian moment, and I don't lean that way, but if it was that or they're going to kill you or cut you up, guess what? We're having a lesbian moment. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't... We're having sex. Get out. They take too long of her going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Fucking do it. I don't... Yeah. It's not going to... I mean, if you and I had come out of the life, we would have just agreed never to talk about it again. Exactly. You know? Like, I love you enough to where I could... Okay, if that's going to save our lives, then I'll see whatever. Like, I don't doesn't fucking matter. Honestly, I would choose that over the more intrusive rape of a fucking penis. No offense. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Junior, the, the young drug addict that lured them up in the first place, doesn't want any part of this. He is not on the same caliber as these rapists and murderers no. are. And, because you've got Weasel, who's the murderer, who's the oldest of the, the group. keeps playing with his pocket knife. And then you've got Krug who is the sadistic rapist slash murderer, but more the rapist. And he's the ringleader. And then Junior is just the addict that wants a fix. Yeah. You know. Which Krug, by the way, Wes Craven, also did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Kruger. I I, I actually made a note of that because I said Krug like Kruger. Yep. Yeah. So one of them tells Phyllis to piss her pants, and she says no, and they fucking cut Mary. Fucking piss your pants. I don't understand why that's a thing. Like, that yeah. doesn't affect you at all. Yeah. Just fucking do it. I mean, it sucks, and it's humiliating. Yes, it and is. And you're going to be wet and gross, but, I mean. I think I would rather just piss my pants than have you get cut at all and then have to do it. Let's just not even get cut. Let's yeah. just. Let's just pee my pants. Like, whatever. Dude. It's not like they're telling her to, like, I don't know. But it's humiliating, and then she does, and they laugh at her, and then he tells her to take her pants off, and Junior, it keeps cutting back to him being, like, really disgusted and upset. And then they tell Phyllis to hit Mary, and she does, and Junior tells them to stop it or they're going to kill someone, which they're like, well, yeah, that's what this is coming to anyways. Exactly. 
And they say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And then Weasel brandishes his knife and they strip the girls naked. And Phyllis grabs her, grabs Mary and says, it's just you and me here. Exactly. You know, she's the comforting friend because Mary's losing her shit. And Uh, Phyllis is like holding her face. It's just you and me here. Mm -hmm. They're not here. It's just us. And tries to comfort her. And then there's slow acoustic, acoustic music going. And then they have them, you know. We can assume that they, yeah. Make them have sex with each other. And then it cuts to the police station and the sheriff talking to Mary's dad about not hearing from Mary yet. And then it cuts back to the woods and you hear what sounds like it's percussion, but it sounds like heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Which I, <laughs> The leader of the group, which is Krug, says he's going to find something to cut off firewood with. And Mary is crying, but Phyllis asks if she can put her clothes back on because she's cold. And so she gets dressed and kneels next to Mary, who's just laying there shocked and and humiliated and Mm -hmm. probably wanting to die, honestly. Yeah. And she whispers she's going to make a run for it and that Mary should run when they go after her. So Phyllis is very self-sacrificing. Yes, she is. And her friend doesn't even do anything with it. And that Mm -hmm. fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Like, she gets herself killed and you didn't even. Yeah. In a brutal, brutal way. You should fucking run, like she said. And they leave Junior in charge of Mary. And instead of just running, because you could probably take Junior. Exactly. He's, he ain't like, or you can he's just a little junkie. outsmart him through the woods. Exactly. You so know it, exactly where your house is. He doesn't yeah. know shit. It cuts to Mary trying to persuade Junior and she tells him he's beautiful and he's trying to convince him to go. I will say though, she can probably tell that he's easy crack. He's easily cracked because Mary's probably been pretty observant. Yeah. And can tell that he doesn't. He's not down with what's going on, so she gives him an olive branch. Says, "Let's just go. My house is not far from here because she knows where she is. Yeah. And I'll take you inside, and you can be rid of this situation. Is essentially a, a lifeline that she's giving him to yeah. be done with these criminals. Because I'm sure he would have gotten some sort of accessory charge, but it would have been a lot less than if, like, when he continues with them. Obviously, you know." Phyllis is pretty good for being chased by two people, Sadie yeah. and Weasel, coming after her. And she's able to throw them off her path. And it's there's a long a... time that she's running. Yeah, there's a whole chase scene along the river. That her friend could have fucking taken off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mary says she wants to be uh, Junior's friend, and he says, no, you just want to get free. And she says she can get him a fix, and Junior says he would like that. Junior says he can't leave, though, or they'll kill him. Cut to them catching up to Phyllis, but Weasel is across the river from her. And then the cops... Cut to them, hear a call from another police station, and realize they passed the fugitive's car back at Mary's house. They fu- they realize they fucked up. Yeah, and that's probably where Mary is. Yeah. And then cut to Phyllis running again, but Sadie catches up with her. Phyllis hits her with a huge rock and runs away. And then Weasel yells that she's going to kill her and helps Sadie up. They, at least Weasel... And it has some sort of attachment to her. Like, Krug, it's probably yeah. just a, a, a sex machine for him. But... And Sadie even comments, she's like, I can help you out of this. So we can assume she's probably lying, but at the same time, would she have helped her out of it? Yeah. Like, she probably hates this, too. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it later, but yeah. at this point. And the heartbeat sounds cuts back in as Phyllis runs away from them. And you hear Sadie yell, there she is. And then this percussion music comes in along with the heartbeat, and it's speeding up. And Phyllis is running out of steam. It's almost like she, her body is just giving out on her. Yeah. And because I'm sure she hasn't eaten or drank anything. She's got no energy except for the adrenaline she's using to run. Mm -hmm. And she stops at the edge of a cemetery and sees a road. And she walks towards the road. And then all three of them, Krug, Weasel, and Sadie, surround her and Krug stabs her. I would fucking, I, I know they eventually stab her and they 
like come in but she has a second where she could probably make it to the road hit by a car over knife hit by a car just saying i would fucking yep. dart towards that road and jump into it and hope i don't get hit but if i do that's fucking fine at least it's over exactly yep because the death they're going to inflict on them they yeah. both know is not it's going to be slow yep. and they're going to take their time because they're they're fucking crazy and they and want to torture you can take a lot of stabbing before it'll you be go over. into shock or die yeah, yeah. The cop car whizzes by her as she's dying. And then the cops run out of gas. These are the most incompetent cops ever. they're absolutely the worst. And then it cuts to Phyllis sitting leaned against a tree. So she kind of wandered off after she was stabbed. Didn't make it very far because she's losing a lot of blood. But Phyllis spits blood in Weasel's face. And then he stabs her over and over and over. But I like that she had that final little Mm -hmm. fuck you and spit blood in his face. That was good. And then, not only that, because Sadie starts stabbing her, too. And this is when Sadie starts to kind of turn and starts to have fun with it. They start grabbing her intestines and pulling them out of her body. Just Mm -hmm. for funsies. Yep. And then Mary has convinced Junior, which she renames him Willow. Because it's like, do they call you that? I'm going to rename you Willow. She convinces him to run, but he's still conflicted. And she grabs his hand and they both run from them. But, you know, they end up running right into him. And Mary falls down and they have the machete to her. And she asks if Phyllis got away and they throw her, they throw Phyllis's hand that they cut off her body to Mary and Mary starts screaming. And then it cuts to the cops basically hitchhiking because they have no car and they're trying to get to the house. Like at this point, you're not going to do it. Like, but we've got to have more of that absolute horror mixed with fucking ridiculous comedy. Yep. And then it cuts back to the crime scene and they are cutting a small knife into her neck and chest and Krug carves his name into her chest and then rapes her. Yeah. It's a pretty long rape scene. Yeah. Like rape scenes always feel like they're much longer than they are. It's, it's pretty bad, but you don't, you just see her moving and it's like on her face. It could be much worse. It could be worse. Yeah. But it's pretty rough. And then you see Junior crying Mm -hmm. while she's being raped. He knows like this is so fucked up and she doesn't deserve this. And after Mary is just laying in the grass, she's still alive. She gets up And she puts her pants on and she wanders just a few feet away from them and starts coughing and gagging. And she starts praying as the others are just standing around. And she wanders off and they follow her with no sense of urgency. They know she's not going to get very far. So they just kind of let her wander for a minute. And this serene music starts playing as they're all just following her to the edge of the pond. And she gets in the water and Weasel hands Krug a gun. And she knows it's coming and she stops in the water and they shoot her three times. Mm -hmm. That's Probably, if I accepted it, where I would go and what I would do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to... You're not going to follow me in the water. Just shoot me from the bank. You're not going to... St- I'm done with being fucking stabbed. Exactly right. Like, Let's just shoot done. me. Yeah. Which she's not actually done. She's still alive because she manages to get on the bank, but mm-hmm. bleeds out there. And then it cu- cuts back to the fucking cops walking, and one of them hears a truck, and it's this truck full of chickens, and this woman is driving it and they get up on the roof of the truck but she has chicken cages all the way up her truck and it won't start with them on top of it i just i i get what they did and i can appreciate it but i just kind of wish they the cops weren't really a 
thing. Mm-hmm. But I get what they were doing. It just eh. I almost forget about them when thinking about it later. I'm like, yeah, that was a great movie. And then you bring the cops and I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. What? Yeah. The criminals take their clothes off and get in the pond to wash off and then cut to Mary's parents. The mother comes in to where he is, the doctor is, and says that she has guests. And then the fucking criminals are in their house. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them have really any idea at this point that that's, they're in. They just happen to be in Mary's house right. after just killing her. And Weasel cuts a phone cord, I think. It was behind a TV, but mm-hmm. I think he cut yeah. the phone cord. And Mary's mom says their car broke, is telling her husband, you know, their car broke down in front of the house and they offer to let them stay with him until the next morning when the shop opens. Mary's mom even offers to make them bacon and eggs in the morning. And Junior tells Krug he wants his fix. Because Junior is starting to withdraw. Yeah. If he is a heroin addict, that withdrawal is Mm -hmm. rough. And Weasel sees the photo of Mary and they realize they're in her house. And then it cuts back to the cops, unfortunately. Just walking. Not doing anything but walking. And then it cuts to her parents and the criminals all at dinner together. And the parents are looking around, kind of sizing everyone up. And they're also noticing their weird wounds and their weird behavior. Mm-hmm. Because, again, there have been radio broadcasts about these criminals that have escaped. And it's not something that they haven't heard. Yeah. So, you know, they're telling they tell them they are in the insurance business. But one of them says plumbing and one of them says insurance. And they're like, yeah, we offer insurance to plumbers. So the parents are like, uh-huh. okay. And Junior's not at dinner because he's withdrawing so badly that he's just having nightmares about what happens to the girls. And Junior starts yelling, I'm sorry, and sobbing, and they all hear him. And then Krug goes in there and tells him to shut up. And then cut to three of them, so Junior, Krug, and Sadie laying in bed drinking and bitching about rich people. (laughs) And Krug says he didn't get Junior his fix, so Junior is puking in the bathroom. And Mary's mom wakes up to it. So Mary's mother goes in to check on Junior and sees the necklace that they gave Mary in the beginning of the movie, which I neglected to mention because I honestly didn't take a note. I was like, eh, she gets a necklace, whatever. Right, exactly. You don't realize it's going to be a big thing. Mm -hmm. But Mary gave it to Junior when she was trying to make that connection with him to get his help. And so he still had it on and Mary's mother gasps, you know, when she sees it, but she keeps her cool. Mm Mm-hmm. She walks him down the hallway to the bedroom and she lays him down and then she hears them talking and Junior says, look, man, I'm going to have a fit. And she's listening and going through their stuff in the other room Mm because she gave them two guest rooms, but they're all together in one. And so she goes into the other one where their stuff is and starts to, to quietly go through it. And then she hears, if they find out we killed their kid, do you want to wind up in the lake with her? As, as the mom's pulling bloody clothes out of one of their suitcases. So she puts it together. Yeah. These people killed her baby. If anybody did this to my dog, I would kill them. Oh, yeah. Much less a, a like, child that I gave birth to. You have a world of hurt coming. I'm surprised she waits as long as she does, honestly. Like, I think I would just bust in there. And yeah. And hope I have a gun or something. Cause... Yeah. Impulse. But she... I wouldn't say it's chill, but she's like, she, we're going to think about this. She plans better than that. Yeah. So cut to the parents running to the pond and they find Mary on the banks and they cry over her, of course. And then 
there's this scene and it cuts to the parents scrubbed up because he's a doctor. Yeah. And they're scrubbed up for surgery looking down on the criminals, specifically looking down on Weasel. And they've incapacitated them to some extent and they go to knock out teeth with a screwdriver and a hammer. But then Weasel wakes up and realizes it was just a dream. And I was like, dang it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted that to be real. Like, I wouldn't have watched it because of teeth. I was going to but... say, you would have freaked out, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... So Mary's dad goes down to the basement to find a wrench and a trash can. So he's looking for like a weapon and a shield and they're getting ready to mm-hmm. fight. And he notices, Weasel notices that the couple is out of bed and it cuts to the mom in the kitchen drinking and Weasel sees her and asks why she's up and she starts flirting with her. They start like flirting mm-hmm. and she seduces him and pretends to want to to have sex with him and so she takes him outside and they stroll along and she says i dream of a man who could take me easily and then back at the house john is booby trapping the house while his wife mentions a fantasy to weasel about tying a man up and weasel lets lets her tie him up with his tie yes yes and at this point john has poured a liquid I couldn't tell if it was lighter fluid or mm-hmm. if it was, I yeah, don't know what sure it was, either. and shaving cream outside their door so they will slip when they mm-hmm. walk out. And then it cuts back to Weasel and Mary's mother, and she goes down on, well, first she gets his dick stuck in a zipper, which is awesome. <laughs> and then it cuts to John stealing the gun, which is the doctor. John steals the gun off the bedside table, and Krug sees him steal the gun off the bedside table but pretends to be asleep mm-hmm. and then it cuts back to weasel getting his dick sucked by mary's mom love this scene it was the best revenge and right before he finishes she fucking bites his dick damn fucking straight i don't know if he, she bites it like clean off oh or god she, i hope she bit it she, clean off well I, the, the power that a jaw has yeah. if you use it at full force she probably could yeah Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I love that she didn't do it in the beginning. No. It's as he's, like, having great pleasure and he's, like, right there and then let's do it. Instead of coming. Fucking great. You're going to spurt blood. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make sure you can never do this to anybody ever again. Exactly. And not only did she bite it, but you see her head turn. Yes. Like, she bites and then she turns. Like, she's going to, like, rip that thing off. And then Krug and Sadie wake up and John has a shotgun on him. And then Krug unplugs the light, but John gets out and he starts punching Krug. And so now they're facing off in this physical altercation in the living room. And Mary's body they have brought in and it's on the sofa. And Krug keeps asking what he did with Weasel. And Krug tells her Mary was really tough. It looks like Krug is going to kill him because he keeps punching him over and Mm -hmm. over. And John's not making really any progress on him. And then... There's a little plot twist here. Junior shoots at Krug, but he's withdrawing really bad and he's real shaky and he can't hold anything steady. Krug says he always was a loser and tells him he should blow his brains out. Blow your brains out. And he keeps going at him and going at him and going at him. And then he does. Useless. Yeah. You had a chance to be a hero here. Yeah. And instead you let this man manipulate you to the point of killing yourself. Krug hears a noise and the doc went downstairs to get a chainsaw and is climbing up the stairs with the chainsaw. So he got enough time to exit the scene, get a chainsaw, and come up the stairs with yes. a chainsaw. So when he's coming after him, he's not yes. stopping. And yes. Krug locks him in the cellar, but he has a chainsaw. Exactly. And that's a wooden door. Yeah. So he's going to get through it. It don't matter. 
And the doctor is taunting him with it. And Krug tries to get out, but he gets electrocuted by the door handle. Because, again, he's got it booby-trapped. The Mm -hmm. whole... You can see him wiring up windows and shit. And Sadie runs out of the house and drops her knife. And the wife is upon her and they're rolling around and also having a physical confrontation in the leaves outside. And then cuts back to Krug using a chair as defense. But, again, it's a fucking chainsaw. (laughs) And after punching Estelle over and over, Sadie runs into the pool and Estelle runs over and, and kills her. And then the cops walk in as the doctor is chainsawing Krug and the cops are just like observing everything because they finally got to where they needed to go. And they, fucking useless. yeah, and they just take the chainsaw from him slowly as the couple is holding each other. And then the hoedown song and credits, which is all about the movie. That song yep. is. So when... I, I had never seen this movie. I feel like I've said that a lot, <laughs> but I have never seen this movie. And one of the reasons I had never seen this movie was because I knew it was rapey. Hard to watch. And I have a really hard time watching. I, mean, I don't say I, like, I think everyone has a really hard time watching that, but I knew it was about some sort of revenge. I thought going into it blind that it might be the girls get raped and dumped and then they go back and get revenge, but it's the parents, which I think that almost takes it to a different level because as a parent, especially this is their only child that you know of, you're really on another level of protect my baby at all costs and somebody just killed my, not only killed her, raped her, tortured her and killed her over the span of, you know, a day or two. And so I would... I was talking to Sierra and I was like, I think I would be more brutal than they were. I think I that whole scrubbed up for surgery and having them, t- I'd go full hard candy. Absolutely. Like yeah. I'll castrate you while you're awake. I wouldn't have put it on ice, you know, but like she did essentially biting it off or whatever. But yeah. I think I would have played out the torture a little bit more. I don't know how they could have. Krug's pretty strong, but I'm he's a doctor, so I'm sure he could have drugged him at some point i I don't know while they're sleeping yeah but i think i would have been not that this wasn't brutal but i think i would have been even more like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna play this out and i'm gonna make you suffer for about 24 to 48 hours just like my daughter did Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying it was mild but i'm saying i probably would have been worse yeah so this one i'd probably it was a good movie a little hard to watch i'd probably give it a three and a half out of five yeah that's what I was thinking, too. There's, um, their whole, like, motto on this movie was, or their tagline was, to avoid fainting, keep telling yourself it's only a movie, only a movie, only a movie. And honestly, they were, like, I'm pretty impressed that they kept up with that tagline. Because there's a lot of times yeah. when you hear a tagline, you're like, oh, that wasn't that fucking bad. But there were a lot of times where I had to tell myself, this is only a movie. Yeah. Because it felt very real. Yeah. But I'd probably give it a three also. It, it was a little too gross sometimes. And yeah. I don't have nostalgia on it, thank God, because not a movie a you should grow up watching. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's I do think it's a good movie. I think that it was different. I think it was a different take on horror. This was more like a real life horror. This mm-hmm. wasn't like something supernatural or a slasher for no reason. This is like could actually, and I'm sure has actually happened. Maybe oh, yeah. not the revenge story part of it, but definitely like the rape and torture over many days, even longer. We know that that happens. So it was just kind of bringing a real-life horror to the forefront. And what would you do if it was your child? Exactly. That, I, I love the revenge stuff at the end. Yeah. That's great. I yeah. agree with you. I think I would have done more, but they yeah. did great. Yeah, they did. 
And they didn't die. They won exactly. in the end. And I think at that point, too, they probably didn't care if they lived or died. They've lost their only child. They were going to go out trying to kill these people that did that to them. And I also have to wonder, you know, there I know there was a man, I want to say in Ohio, a man raped his 12-year-old. This is true. And he killed him. Okay. And they only gave him manslaughter. They didn't charge him with murder. And I'm assuming, like, you don't see this go to court or what the cops do, but I would hope that the Wait, they the would kid killed the no father? the father killed his daughter's rapist. Oh, okay. And they only gave the him manslaughter okay. because the jury was like, yeah, <laughs> you I know, you yeah, too. exactly. And the states like, eh. the prosecution was like, yeah, manslaughter, that's fine, you know, I because I would have I would have done it too. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's, uh, it would be interesting to see, like, I know that this wasn't part of the movie and it would have been a whole different thing if they had gone into it, but, you know, I bet, you know, if I had to guess, they wouldn't get murder charges. Mm -hmm. Like, they've been like, yeah, we were going to kill them anyways once they got back into prison, so. Exactly. And Junior killed himself. That's not on them. Mm -hmm. They just killed the the rapists and the murderers. Mm -hmm. You did the state a favor. Exactly. Your poor house, but you did the state a favor. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this walk through one of the most disturbing movies I think we've seen up to this point. If you want to hang out with us on our social media, you can search us on Facebook and Instagram at the Extra Sisters podcast. We are on Twitter at the Extra Sisters. And if you feel the need to talk to us, reach out to us. If you want us to review a movie or there's anything that you want to bring up, you can always email us at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com. And on our website, you can find all of our ratings, reviews, podcast episodes, mm-hmm. and everything connects to IMDb if you want to do some more research on the movie. It is www.extrasisters.com. And next time who will survive and what will be left of them. Till then, stay creepy.